you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Have you ever seen those big plastic balls? They're called Zorbs that people get into. Um, I think it's like it started in, well, I know it started in New Zealand and then you like go down the hill or like bubble soccer where people have those big plastic balls around them and they go on the field and they play soccer. That is what I think of when I think of boundaries. So stay with me here and listen to this analogy that I want to create for you. When we think of boundaries, most of us, most of the time, think about it means telling someone else what they should do. But a boundary is really here for our protection. It keeps us insulated. And so that's what I want to talk about today is boundaries. So welcome back, everyone. Super excited to have you with me today. As we talk about boundaries, I want you to be thinking about where have you set your own boundaries and maybe where could you use to set your boundaries in a better way? So when I think about boundaries, I want you to think about it from this place of protecting you, right? So we have this visual of being in the Zorb. So the ball, that plastic ball is protecting us. A boundary is not telling other people what to do. So it is not, don't call me, don't give me more work, don't wake me up early, don't text me after 5 p.m., right? These are all examples of directives, not boundaries. But this is what a lot of us have started to do, is tell other people what we want, as opposed to taking back that control and really like owning what it is that we want. So instead, if a boundary is about me, then it's the rules that I'm deciding for myself. And I want to offer to you that one of the things that I love about boundaries is it allows us to make these decisions ahead of time so that in the moment, we're not trying to make decisions. In the moment, we're not trying to figure it out from a place of emotion, right? So for example, I will answer my phone before 10 p.m. After 10 p.m., I do not answer my phone or I will respond to email at 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., right? So I'm setting some specific time frames, right? That's an example of a boundary. I will not come to work when I am sick. I really like this example because so many of us have this idea like we wake up, we're not feeling good. How bad is it? Should I work? Should I not work? Can I deliver to the highest of my ability? But what if I don't come in? Blah, blah, blah. There's this like huge negotiation happening in our brain. But if we set that boundary ahead of time, if we set that rule or that policy for ourselves, it just like alleviates so much brain space because it's like, oh, I have a fever. I have a sore throat. I'm feeling 50%. I just don't work when I'm at 50%, right? Or whatever that looks like for you. If you're someone who struggles with chronic disease or something like um, migraine, something that's coming up over and over and over, this could be super helpful to set a boundary so you know exactly what your parameters are for when you are sick or not feeling well. What I love about boundaries is that when you put yourself inside your own bubble, inside your own Zorb, you actually become a more effective leader. Because you are setting your own rules for yourself. And it's really important that these rules are directly connected to your values. So if I value 
let's say my health, for example, my rules, my boundaries are going to need to be a direct reflection of that. When we set those boundaries, we have our rules and those rules are intended to protect our energy, right? So again, we're in this plastic bubble and we're protecting our energy so that the things that are coming at us, it's like we are insulated from the additional stress. We're insulated from the demands that work or other people might be trying to impose upon us. And then when we can be clear and concise in our boundaries, then we can actually just like have so much freedom in that, right? And what I've noticed is a lot of us have started doing this thing where they're like, we use the language to someone else like, oh, actually I have a boundary or you broke my boundary. And I'm not saying that's necessarily problematic, but I do want you to consider that we don't actually have to explain ourselves to that depth to anyone else. So we could simply just say, no, we could simply just say, um, I I respond to emails before 10 p.m., right? We don't actually have to give anyone a big, long explanation or even use the word boundary as we're communicating. So to create your best performance as a leader, Be thinking about what are my rules that align with my values? How can I protect my energy? And how can I deliver these rules in a way that is clear and concise? And there's a couple different areas to really consider. Now, this is just a small sample. Of course, there's lots of places where we can put boundaries, but email is a natural one, right? So this is something that is going to come up day after day and work. So where can I put some boundaries around email? Because we know there's tons of research about this. I've talked about it on my podcast before. When we have mental tabs open in our brain and we're task switching and we're trying to multitask, it just simply doesn't work. It makes us very ineffective. We can shut things down, close those figurative tabs in our brain, but also the literal tabs on our workspace we actually become much more effective. So what are your boundaries around email? I had one client who she really believed that she had to respond to all email immediately. So she was super stressed out thinking that, especially if it was her boss or her boss's boss, she needed to respond within an extremely short time frame. And when she actually had the conversation and told her boss that this was like really stressing her out, she was able to set some boundaries around when she checks her email because her boss did not hold that same expectation. So when in doubt, it can be super helpful to have those conversations with other people and just check in. What are they expecting? Is this actually something that is is real or is this just an idea in my head? Because I think most of the time we create our own pressure and other people don't have the same expectation of us. Now, If someone does have that expectation, if someone else like your boss, your manager, your leader, if they do want you to respond immediately, that can also still be a conversation around what are your boundaries? Can you have that conversation and come to more of a um, more of an agreement on what would be reasonable and what could work for both of you? So back to my client, as soon as she recognized that she could set a boundary around when she checks her email she noticed a huge uptick in her productivity. And I don't know about you, but as a leader, I want to support those behaviors that help my folks be more productive, that help them be more energized, that help them get better sleep. So if you are a leader listening to this, consider where might you be able to even help guide your team members to having better boundaries? Okay, another one is time. 
So when I think about time, I'm thinking about how much time I'm allocating toward a task or a project. I'm also thinking about how am I organizing my day? So for example, if I have a boundary on my time that every day at 1130 or 12, and right, we can have a little flexibility here, but every day I walk away from my desk for a 20-minute lunch break. That is an enforceable boundary. I am not at my desk at 1130 from 1130 to 1150 because I am taking a lunch break, right? So what am I doing with my time? We also want to think about, I only spend X amount of time responding to emails or I have a specific project and I'm going to allocate an hour in which to do it. Because the truth is, it's so easy when we give ourselves an entire day to do one thing. We just procrastinate. We make sure that it takes the full amount of time and we don't necessarily need that. So we can put some boundaries. We can put some rules on how we spend our time. And then the third one, and again, this is not an exhaustive list, but something else to consider is on our own relationships, whether that's at work, whether that's at home, what are some boundaries that we might want to have on relationships? So it could be the information about my personal life that I disclose to my coworkers. Maybe there are some things that are just off limits to talk about. That's a boundary that I can set, right? I just, I don't discuss what I did on the weekend at work. Or I might set a boundary on if I'm going out with friends, like I'm never out past midnight. That's a rule. It's something that I have set for myself as a way to protect my inner world. And when we set these boundaries ahead of time, right, we just don't have to deal with that inner negotiation of like, oh, should I leave? Should I work harder? Should I work longer? Um, For example, another one could be leaving at 5 p.m., right? Or whenever your workday ends. Like, this is just when I leave, no matter what happens. So be thinking about what areas in your life you would benefit from having some structure, from having some of these rules ahead of time. I love how Adam Grant phrases it. And he says that setting boundaries is really a way of protecting me against myself. Because most of us, especially in the industries that we're in, we want to help people. We are here to serve other people. And it's so easy to let those boundaries bleed to the place where we just don't have any energy left for the key things that really matter to us, for the key relationships that are so critical to us. So boundaries are a way of protecting you against yourself, especially when we know we want to say yes to all the things. We want to do all the projects. We really have this high desire to be effective in our jobs. But also we have to remember we can't do everything. So I have a framework. It's a three-step process for really setting a boundary. So I want to offer that here to you today. So the first thing is recognizing what is it that you really want, right? This is the piece of aligning to our value. If I really want to get good sleep, that's going to change my decisions about when I go out, who I go out with, what time I go to sleep, right? So what do I really want? The second thing I want to do is really understand why do I want it? So I want to recognize and then step two is reflect. I want to have really good health so I can keep showing up for my friends, my family, my job. Why is good health important to me? Because that's when I perform at my best. That's when I feel my best. That's when I make my best decisions. And then I really want to consider, what am I going to do about that? What are the rules I'm willing to put into place in order to ensure that outcome? 
So first, I recognize. Second, I reflect. And third, I respond. When we think about recognizing, right? Let's go a little bit deeper here. It's like allowing ourselves some quiet space to listen to our own voice. And you might notice your own voice saying things like, I have to, or they're counting on me, or if I leave on time, then fill in the blank, something is going to happen. So we just want to slow down and recognize the story that we're telling ourselves so we can check in and see if it's true. Just like my client who really believed her boss had an expectation of immediacy with the response to emails that just wasn't true. After we understand, after we after we recognize what it is that we want, we listen to ourselves, we get quiet, we do that reflection. What is my value here? What's important to me? It's really important to me that I'm home every night for dinner with my family, right? So if I know that to be true, then it's easy for me to hold that boundary and allow myself to be home for dinner at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever the thing is. Right. And we can always offer ourselves exceptions. But if we know what the rule is, then most of the time we can operate from that framework and it just makes it easier. It takes up less brain space. It's a lot less negotiating with ourselves. So, recognizing, reflecting, and then responding. I can decide ahead of time how I will act in a given situation. And notice this is super different than me telling someone, um, do not text me after 10 p.m. I just simply say, I don't respond after 10 p.m., right? I'm no longer in charge of anyone else. I'm not trying to drive myself crazy and make someone else do something that they may or may not do. So consider your own boundary. What would you do? How would you respond if someone maybe gives you an invitation or they push the edge of that boundary or... Go back to that example, that visual of the Zorb. Like someone's trying to get into your bubble, right? How can you respond with kindness, with love for yourself and for that other person, but also with the intention that it's coming from your values, that you are setting yourself up for self-protection? So I want you to give these three steps a try. Let me know how they go for you. I try to keep them really simple, succinct, recognize, reflect, and respond. What are you going to do in a given situation? And you get to decide it ahead of time so that you... Get rid of some of that noise, some of that chatter, some of that indecision. And as always, if you haven't signed up for my email list, make sure you go to my website, jump on that email list so you can get more recommendations, more information about all of these topics that are useful to help you up-level as a leader. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll see you next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.